0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a couple keys here about the Word of God because you've got to understand something. We're in a series on the Word of God, and I want to give you like four little highlights I think the Lord really dropped in my spirit to help you and me see that God brought his written Word, but then God brings the spoken Word. He brings the spoken word for a lot of stuff, but today I want to look at four little points that I think can help me and you see why God spoke to certain men and women in the Word of God in a specific time with a specific purpose for a specific thing, and sometimes God will speak to you about what it is you need to hear at any given moment. It's not just the written word. It's the spoken word. Amen? What's that mean? He's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you in certain situations. But how many know you got to be open to hear? Amen? And you got to kind of get yourself in that thing. So number one thing we want to talk about is this. God has given you the word. I said the word of God came, whether it's written or spoken. One reason God spoke to you is for safety and protection. Write that down, number one. God spoke to Adam for safety and protection. So if God's speaking to you in the word of God, guess what? It might be because something... Keeping you safe and keeping you protected. How many of you know God is going to try to lead you? You know, one of the greatest things you and I can know is Romans 8.14 and Romans 8.16. Romans 8.14 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Amen. And to be spirit-led is key. Romans eight sixteen says this. The spirit itself or himself bears witness with your spirit that you are the son of God. Or that he's trying to navigate you through the illumination. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's the light unto my path. It brings illumination and revelation. The uh, Amplified Bible, or no, it's the, the message says this, or the Amplified, says it, it says it's like a light bulb. It's a light bulb in your spirit. Proverbs twenty twenty-seven says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching out all the inward parts of the belly. It's like a light bulb. It's kind of like you walk in a dark room and you flip on a light so you can see where you're going. Amen. The word of God lets you see where you can't see you're going in the natural realm. Amen. It's like a light bulb. One of these spirit-led people have an act of availability of the Holy Spirit to navigate through life where they basically can't see where they're going. You know, I don't know about you. You ever go, you ever go like in the ocean and get so far out you can't see land? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't know I mean. you get out there, man. Ain't nothing to go by. You got to have a compass, man. You know, you got to know where you're going, north, south, east, and west. One time I went in a flight and I was flying in a plane, like one of those little planes, you know, doing a thing, you know, and then all of a sudden you go right, left, and you know, they're like, hey, you want to drive it? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm watching the beach, and then all of a sudden you get off, and I was like, I don't know where the heck I am. They're like, follow the compass. Compass tells you where you're going. You gotta follow the compass? How many of you, know you got an inward compass of the Holy Spirit trying to show you where to go? I got news for you. Disconnect from this. You walking around life navigating in the dark. Not smart. You know what I'm saying? Gotta keep your GPS going in the right place. But here's the key, remember this. I gotta be conscious of this through the word. God's number one way to speak to me and you is through his word, his written word first. That's the one thing. You don't need, somebody's looking for a word. You got a more sure word of prophecy sitting on your lap. You know what that means? Find it in the book. See, sometimes I think this. I'm going to give you something here. We feel like if we go to those scriptures we know, it's kind of like not God really answering our question. That is not true. Does that make sense? You really think about what I'm saying. Like, so like, oh, God, are you really going to prosper me? You know you got four scriptures that prove to you God's going to prosper you. Just go there. God, you really going to heal me? You know where to go. Just because he wrote it and said it doesn't mean he doesn't mean it and consistently say it again. Does that make sense? Go to the place you know strength can be found. But sometimes what do people do? I don't know. I got to get something new. You don't need nothing new. This book's alive today, every page. You don't need nothing new. I think sometimes we get tired. Well, I heard it. Just because you heard it don't mean you believe it. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying you got to believe what you hear and go back to it, and all you got to do to go back to it, just remind yourself. Don't be a forgetter, but be a reminder, remembering. Okay, so let's look at this. Right, first thing we see with this is we're going to look at we're going to look at um um Genesis two and seven. God spoke to Adam for safety and protection. You see that? Everybody say safety. And protection. Look at this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a what? A living soul. Come on, somebody. I'm a soul man. Da, 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 da. Come on. Come on. That's what happened. You became a living soul. Look at this. Look at 2.16. Man, you better get this. Watch this. Look what he says to him. And the Lord God commanded man. What did he command him? You can eat in every tree in the garden, you can eat freely. But don't you eat that tree in the middle of the garden. Because that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat it. For the day you eat it, thou shalt surely die. Now watch this, right? you got to understand something about the word of God. Two-thirds of the word of God has been built for correction. You better pay attention. Two-thirds of the word of God has been built for correction. So I want you to write this down. Nobody's going to like what I say right here, but I don't care. You need to start posturing yourself to be corrected. You know, I was telling Lauren, I think it was Lauren, I was talking to somebody, kind of talking, you know, mentoring and doing stuff, and I said, man, the most brilliant place you can be is when you stay open. And it was funny, I said something, we were talking about something, it said, I have spent my life training myself to be corrected. Man, you better write that down. I have trained my life to be in a place of being corrected. That ain't easy. It's really quiet in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to be corrected? A smart man. Proverbs says, that's the greatest wisdom there is. It's like ointment to my head. Help me. Train myself. Posture myself. Most people don't want to be. They don't want to be corrected. They want to be right. Yeah, there's good truth, healthy truth. Save your life, truth. Because what can't you understand? In the day you eat it, you're going to die. You can't interpret that no other way. Ain't no other way to interpret that. You eat it, you die. Well, maybe God didn't mean what he said. You know why Adam's jerked up? Because Adam didn't value God's voice. That's all. He had an opinion above the word of God. Well, maybe if I eat it, I won't die. He should have smacked that thing out of her hand. The minute she touched that fruit, said, hey, look what I found at the grocery store. He should have smacked that out of her hand faster than you could say lickety split. Boy, get that out of your hand. That'll kill you. See, you could entertain it when you don't understand how dangerous it is. You understand that? When you find out how dangerous it is, you'd run the other way. But you got people, what are they doing? They're like, well, you know, maybe. That's Christians for you. How close to sin can I get without getting in trouble with God? Why you ask a dumb question like that? You should say 900 million miles away from sin. Ooh, I'm preaching good right now, amen? Hallelujah, you feel it? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, how drunk is drunk? A drop is drunk, you goofball. How high is high? man, you better get up out of that building and run. Oh, praise the Lord. So left me in Peru, glory to God. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Well, how often you got to go to church? Every time the door is open. How often you got to do that? Ah, come on. They all looking for a place to compromise this guy. What was his problem? He didn't value the word of God, but God was trying to keep him safe and protected. And what did he do? He ate of a tree he wasn't supposed to eat and destroyed all of mankind because you think one mistake ain't a big mistake? One mistake might cost you your life. You better listen to God. Now, listen, it's up to you how much you value it. It's on you. So here's the thing, right? I gave you this. Number one, I'm going to give you A and B to each subject. Ready? When people think outside of God's word, that's when the trouble begins. When people start thinking, well, you know, I don't think, I don't care what you think. I don't care what I think. I'm subjected under the word. If Jesus lifted the word above his name, that means he lifted the word above his opinion in your life. That's when your life's gonna take on new meaning, because everybody's got to. What's your marriage gonna look like? You come in here and you know, you know. I was, was kidding with. Chris. I picked on Chris this morning. You know, I said, you know, Chris, come in here and started complaining. You know, and I, I, I'm gonna use him as a guinea pig. But Chris, come in here and start complaining. That never works You know how you do it at the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you am know, know good. We got no money. Gospel and Pastor Chris just shut up and leave me alone. And you know how you do. You know. I don't believe, I don't know, and I'm sowing and I'm giving, and somebody's having a pity party, and somebody's mad at God, and somebody's ticked off at life, and nothing worked out right. And, you know, come on, we all, come on, stop, right? You know, we were in the house, and somebody, somebody was popping off at the pie hole in my house, you know, acting all weird, you know, saying like, you know, talking unbelief and stuff. So I said, that'd be like Chris coming in here and going, nothing ever works good for me. I'm totally naive. this stuff don't work. I'd be like, okay, praise God, Chris, let me, let me, let me agree with you on that. Chris, I, I agree with every word coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're not really going to do good. Nothing's going to ever work out right for you. You're probably going to be broke, and yeah, that's the truth. I agree with you, and according to Matthew 18, 19, we're in the prayer of agreement. I'm going to link my faith with your faith, and we can see this come to pass. No, he, no, he ain't going, he don't want to. What would he do if, if he's talking like that? What would he say? No, no, you clean your mouth up real quick. He cleaned his mouth, he's blessed, he's triple blessed. Me just touching him, blessing him. Come on, pay attention, right? He's triple blessed, this kid, because he's listening. But you understand what I'm saying? Would you love that? Let me get an agreement with you on that. No, you're going to hush up real quick, because you don't want, you got to put the first word of God as first place in your life when nobody's looking, when you're having a bad Monday, when you're having a wacky Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute now, no, hey, boy, I'll tell you what, when you become that person, you become real great around the house. Nobody wants to hear that business. You see what I'm saying? Now, it's not easy, but guess what? We got to be in agreement about, well, what are we talking about? We got to talk the Word of God. We got to speak the Word of God. We got to be about the Word of God. We got to be about the Word of God all the time. Thank you. Praise God for the one amen. You know what I mean? Got one foot over here, one foot over there. No, no, no. We gotta get the house in the right alignment. We gotta get the words right, right around. We gotta get this marriage in the group. Come on, guys. We gotta say we all say the same thing. We gotta get the house flow. Well, you know, I'm in the house to pray. I got this kid. Man, tell that kid you're gonna serve God, bro. I don't wanna serve God. You got a job? You pay the bills? Then be quiet. Go serve God. Well, you better not force them to serve God. No, why don't you let them make their own opinion? Because they know what they're, they know what they're doing. They're 12. Are you out of your mind? You're 14 years old. The Joker, you're going to let that Joker, that Joker let, think he could drive a plane, a car. You ever talk to him? Oh, he could fly everything. I could fly a plane right now. I got a simulator on the. Yeah, you could fly a plane. Yeah, right. I got a simulator on my Xbox. I know how to do it. They know how to do everything. Let's get up and go to church, bro. Brush your teeth. I got I, the day I gotta stop talking and telling you jokers. Brush your teeth and take a shower. I'll maybe trust you, drop flying me in a plane. <laughs> Y'all ain't preaching. Nobody, nobody's giving me no amens here. Either you don't pay attention. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. B. Recognize the voices in your life that are pulling you outside of God's word for your life are dangerous. I'm going to read it again. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Every voice in your life pulling you outside of God's voice is dangerous. Mark it. How how often you go to church? Man, you better mark them jokers. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You just don't want to amen me. No, you understand what I'm saying? Like, all those people, like, well, you, 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 you go to church, you give your money. At, oh, man, here we go. I don't need you, Aunt Mary. Just shut up. You know, holidays are coming. Mind your business. I don't tell you what you do at Bingo. Half the time, Uncle, you drunk and everybody else. But leave me alone. <laughs> well, mind your business where I go. Come, you guys don't want You think I'm kidding. You. you got friends talk stupid. They try to give you the tainted idea about your marriage. Let me give you marriage advice. Right. I don't know. Maybe you should get a new one. Man, you better hush your mouth. Got these nitwit friends around you trying to tell you spiritual stuff. Don't know nothing. Coming here and, trying, and I, I got these geniuses in here. They, they, they're more spiritual. They know what they're doing. Oh my God! You got this. You know what I'm saying? You come in here? Like, praise be God. I got you know. I got a little bit of Bible school. You ain't got a Bible nothing. You can't even sit in the church. You don't even belong in the church. Shut up. You like holding my hand? It makes me happy. Good. I need help. Are oh, you understanding what I'm saying? Where are you taking counsel from? That's what I'm asking you. got these ding-dongs trying to tell you what you're supposed to do with your life. Don't you realize the only thing I can count on is what I do for the Lord? You got third-party voices are dangerous because they're telling you something different than what God. That devil showed up in the garden and said, hey, I got an idea. Why don't you eat of the tree? Why don't you eat of a tree? Who brought this idea? Rebellion brought this idea in the middle of God's presence and said, hey, I got an idea that's outside the idea God gave you. You better mark Lucifer. He's slithering. I don't like nothing that slithers. I don't like slither. I don't like slithery people. They're sneaky. I don't like them. Mark them. They're slithery. I don't like nothing that slithers. People slither. You understand? They like sneaky with the little little, little innuendos. Trying to, maybe, maybe it ain't that big a deal. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for your destiny. Are you seeing this? Lucifer got in there quick. You know what he came up with? Thought, idea, suggestion, got their faith to destroy themselves. Ain't that something cute? Watch your eyes and watch your ears. That's where stuff comes in. My eye gate, my ear gate. See it? Got to watch what you're looking at. Watch what you're hearing. Does something to you. You ever hang around somebody? You pick up their mannerisms? You pick up stuff. I'm telling you, man, stuff's talking to you all day long. Eyes and ears. Guard them. It's key. Got it? Why? Because people don't realize they think they're helping you. They ain't helping you. Anybody patting your little baby soul too much is ain't good for you. Well, you know, you gotta. I told them Wednesday, I'm being serious about this. And I'm gonna say something here, and please hear me. Hear me. Hear me, and don't, don't, don't do it. I understand that people go through stuff in life. I understand all this stuff is real, guys. But Jesus gave you power over all of it. And you can't tell me this gospel can't break you out of all of it. The church is sitting back going, live with your, live with your brokenness. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus never told you to live broken. Jesus said, I make you whole. Go learn how to be whole. Go fight to be whole. Right. Listen, everybody in this room is oppressed, depressed, some kind of press. I say that very, very very sensitively, hear me. I'm not pushing against that. I understand people have greater challenges. Yeah, somebody in here is battling with addiction right now. They feel like walking out that door and going using dope. You feel that? I don't feel that. But somebody's got that fight in here. Oh, somebody, somebody right now has got a fight that you and I have no idea about. But they got a fight, and that fight's real. But I'm going to tell you right now, that gospel says if you surrender to God, you win every time. Don't tell me there's no bad. Somebody in here got a diagnosis. You're supposed to be dead in a month. Guess what? That's a fight. But that gospel says you can live and not die. So you got to go find your fight and fight till you win. You understand that? You don't ever quit fighting. Stop living it. I'm defeated and I got to get broken and talk about broken all day. He didn't come to keep you broken. He hung on the cross and became broken so you could be made whole. That's what you fight for. I want to see the victory. I'm not staying in defeat. I'm not staying in this place. I'm not staying there. I can get out of there because the gospel said I can get out of there. I'm going to find out how. Somebody in here is so broke, they don't even know how they're going to pay nothing tomorrow. They've got a battle on their hands. you got to fight to figure out how to be rich. you got to fight how to figure out how to be healed. you got to fight how to figure out how to be sane for crying out loud. You gotta fight for everything. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That's why, huh, how do I gotta go to church? You better come to church and learn how to fight. I go to church and, you know, we do. No, man. This is training. This is champion training. You come in here and say, talk, well, like, well you know, I don't know if the Holy Ghost is really that important. Do I need to pray in tongues? You better pray in tongues every day. That's weird. Yeah, losing your mind out there in the earth. That's weird. I ain't doing it. Cause when the earth starts talking, I'm talking back. And if I don't know anything in English, I'm gonna kick it out in tongues. What are you talking about? That joker talking over there. I don't care if you know what I'm doing. God said I'm praying out mysteries. I need to figure out life. Life is like a jigsaw puzzle. I don't know where I'm going, but the Holy Ghost knows where I'm do you guys all you guys like Pentecostal? You're into Yeah, we're so lit in the Holy Ghost, we're half high. Come on, somebody. You better stay like this. You gotta stay in the word and stay in the spirit. Stay in the word, stay in the spirit, stay in the word, stay in the spirit. Don't you come out and they're all trying to pull you out. And why don't you act normal? Why? So I could be like, oh, you crazy people. No, don't you act normal. You don't ever act normal. You're supernatural. Then you get some genius. Well, I don't think that praying in tongues is that important. You don't know what you're talking about. Be quiet. Be quiet. Some of you got influence like that, where your little boyfriend, girlfriend, little little friend comes. I don't think it's that important. When you get a PhD and a doctorate of divinity, you come talk to me. Otherwise, shut up. Did he just say that in church? Yeah, I did. Shut up twice. You don't like it? I don't really care. I got security; they're everywhere. You can't get to me. I'm untouchable. That's it. You done? You got it? Are you okay? Am I picking on you? No. You know what I just did? I silenced the four morons that've been trying to speak in your life and trying to tell you spirituality is not your way. Did that help? Did that feel better? I did it for you. I love you that much to go there. Is that okay? Was that for everybody? Yeah. And if it's not for today, keep all the stuff I tell you on like a Rolodex of index cards because one day you're gonna go, oh, okay, oh, you're you're the idiot my pastor was talking about. Oh, good. There you are. Let me take your picture. Can we do a selfie? Hey, pastor, there he is right there. Good, praise the Lord. And then we can go on to the next one because they're coming. The broke ones are going to come. The you should stay sick ones are going to stop what the acts of the apostles are going to come. They don't know what they're talking about. Do, do you not know what I'm talking about, some of you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, what I'm basically saying is this, because you're living a spiritual life, they want you to dumb it down to their level of spiritual life. And just because you're a little bit what they call extreme, but you're a Christian because there's no extreme... You're just a devout Christian. a real No, bottom line is this. You're not just a, a powder puff, cream puff Christian. You're a real one. You're a real one. Look at your neighbor say, you're a real one. You're a real one. <laughs> Look at your other neighbor say, you're a real one. Because the cream puffs, they ain't into it. Yeah. They they, you see what I'm saying? And it's like, you're like, oh, you're a little odd. No, no I'm winning. <laughs> That's okay. For the price to win, I'd rather hang out with this crew. Then go with the other crew and talk about, let's have the I'm Defeated group. They got that all over the place. Let's talk about, Nah, come on, come on. Come on. This gospel's got to work. It's got to work. Are you excited? I'm a little excited about it because I want you to win. But I know what happens because I was sitting in them seats. I got feeling, oh, you know, you're a little extreme. You're brand new. It's all new to you. I've been to that rodeo. Oh, you know, been doing this for like sixty years. You're still lit on fire. You don't stop. Don't let nobody talk you out of this stuff, because everything's talking, and the church don't know what it's doing. Because you think you look extreme. Because there's the reason why I'm pushing this, and I'm going to leave it all. You look extreme in the Christian church we're living today. And sometimes you go, "Am I really right? You are." And when you get to heaven, you going to. And when you get to heaven, and there's like a shout. I'm going to be somewhere in the crowd going, I told you. (laughs) Because you're doing it right, and don't let nobody tell you you're not. It ain't easy. It ain't easy, but you win. That's why you got to cut some voices out of your life. They're dangerous. And they come real sneaky, like they care about you. Oh, you know. Let's get to the next point. We'll be here for a week. (laughs) God's going to speak to you in adverse situations. Yeah, because let me explain something to you. The people that are really trying to pull you away from this stuff are really trying to control you. Oh yeah, they're trying to control you. And you know what they're scared of? They're scared of you listening to another voice that lifts you above their opinion of how they see you. Because <laughs> they don't see you right. And they're gonna keep you, why they get nervous is because they wanna keep you at the level of where they're at. They don't see themselves right. And once you start elevating your game to go to the level God wants you at, they can't control you no more. Everybody that cannot, mani- see, people don't want to try to manipulate, this is true. They're trying to really manipulate you. But once you stop allowing yourself to be manipulated by their mouth, they've lost control over you. And that's why they want to speak so loud in your ear to let you see yourself the way they see you because they want you to stop. chase trapped in their dimension of how they are. But once you start listening to something else about you, you elevate beyond, boom, and you break frame. And usually you leave them, you eradicate them out of your life even though all the while they're trying to keep you in their life. And that's not bad, but it's just the way it flies. Because they don't really want to grow. Because when you want to grow and change, you elevate. Everybody elevates together. Everybody else that doesn't want to elevate, you know what they do? Try to keep you trapped in the dimension of time they're living in. So they never really speak to you. They never allow you to dream at the level where you want to go. They try to keep you at this place. Because that's where they're staying the rest of their life. So really what they're doing is they're locating people you need to what? Kind of... Click out of the life and go find some new people to hang out with. You see it? Yeah, because they're trying to control you. Well, praise the Lord. You get it? All right, you guys, let's go to number two. you know what number two is about? God speaks in adverse situations. When you got obstacles, God's speaking. Look at 1 Samuel 30. Boy, I like this one, don't you? David went to Ziglag. What a mess. How many of you know you could be slap dab in the middle <laughs> in the middle of the will of God for your life and it seems like all hell's breaking loose and that's a good place and does that make sense? It seems like everything's going crazy yeah well you might just be in the will of God you know, I'm being serious you know that like bro, I thought this was going to be easy ain't nothing easy about the kingdom but if you fight you can have it all Is that okay it ain't easy It ain't no picnic here you ever have an e- easy oh it's going to be great yeah great. It ain't never easy, but he's faithful. You all right with this? You understand this? Be encouraged. It's, look, man, this gospel is going to cost you some people, people you love. might cost you people in your own house. That's the reality. What do you mean people in my own house? People just, man. Jesus said, who's my mother and my brother? Remember he was in there teaching? And they came and got him and said, Jesus, your mom and dad are here. they here, your brother, your mother and brother are here. Mother and your brother are here. He said, man, who's my brother and who's my brother? Aren't there them that do the will of God? That's <sighs> tough. He said, if you ain't in the will of God, speaking what you need to speak, I don't know how close I can get to you. That's painful, though. But God promised you, he said, I'll give you even more than whatever you got to give up. So don't worry about it, amen? And I'm not saying, you guys get what I'm saying? You start really toeing the line with this gospel, man, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna sever some people in your life. Yeah, I'm somewhere they said, you know, they ain't going to do that in front of me. (laughs) Somebody asked me something. I said, Pastor Chris. I said, they don't act like no clown in front of me. You act stupid in front of me, I'll tell you, stop being stupid. What makes you comfortable being stupid in front of me? That's what I want to know. Did you get that? People's character and behavior shouldn't be comfortable around you if you carry something. I feel comfortable doing that in front of me. I'm not here to make nobody mad. I'm just carrying myself. Did you understand what I just said? If they feel comfortable in front of you, maybe you got to get a little brighter. <laughs> somebody, said, somebody said something. Pastor Chris, did they do that in front of you? I said, no, smack them in the head. Why, because you mean? I'm not mean, I'm a nice guy. You shouldn't be comfortable with goofiness. And goofiness shouldn't be comfortable around you. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, no, 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 no. Once you make those solid decisions. See, I got to talk in code because I don't want to hurt nobody's feeling. You know what i You mean by that? You know what I'm saying? That's why I can't just come out. Because people get hurt. Brand new people get hurt with this stuff. I ain't here to hurt nobody. But you understand what I'm saying. You know understand you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? People shouldn't be comfortable just acting a fool in front of you. Acting like that, no, 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 you understand? Yeah, good. You guys got it. you know what I'm saying. So, that's what you do, right? That's what I say. No, no, I ain't gonna have none of that craziness going on. Because next thing they start popping off at the mouth, now you gotta surf it through that eyes and ears. All right, we got enough. You ready? What is that? All right, and it came to pass when David and his men were coming to zigzag. Everybody say zigzag, amen. What? Third day, the Amalekites invaded them. That's great. Following the will of God and getting it invaded. How many would have got mad? I would have been so mad. Right? And burned it with fire. This is great. Now they're burning everything to the ground. Wow, things are getting worse. And they had taken everything. The women, and they slew, landed not. They didn't slew them, but they got it. everything great. They carried everything. Stole everything, took everything, burned everything. Everything went wacko. And David, his men, <laughs> it was burned with fire. Everything was taken. Their loved ones were taken. Their people were taken. Everything was taken and burnt to the ground. What a great day. Then David and the people lifted up their voice and wept and they had no more power to weep. They had no more tears in their themselves to cry. I mean, you know, this is a rough day. No more tears. Tough day, man. Ain't got no more water coming out the eyes. And David's wives were taken and David, everything's messed up. Look at verse 6. David was greatly distressed. He got problems. Now the people speak of stoning him. And people speak of stoning him because their soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son's in his door. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Man, you better get that. You get that? What did David do? Encourage himself in the He encouraged himself in the. You're gonna have to encourage yourself. Amen? And look what he said. He said, go get the ephod, right? And he said, pray, bring me the ephod, and bring me the prayer shawl, and I'm going to go pray. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop one guy? Shall I go fight an army of men? And shall I overtake them and pursue them? And God said, you shall surely go overtake and go pursue. My God in heaven, you see that? He encouraged himself, and God said, said, David said, I'll fight all of them. I don't care. Now, watch this. What is this about? This is about this, that when pressure of life shows up, you're going to have to encourage yourself, okay? Don't forget that. Now, here's a big key. Don't get offended. Now, write this down. I'm going to give you A and B. Remember I told you? A. Here comes A. Everybody ready for A? Point number A. Look, at David shows you some stuff here. Point number A. Don't let the pressure offend you. Write that down. Don't let the pressure offend you. Write that down. Very important. Don't let the pressure offend you. Because how I mean, you know, pressure could become offensive if you don't understand how to properly pl- place it. And that's like Mark 4, I think it was 17, I think I gave you, or something like that. They'll find it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have no root. You see what it says here? And having no, Mark 4, 4, 17. And having no root in themselves. You see that? So endure, but for a time, Afterward, when what affliction and persecution arising for the word say that's pressure, but say pressure. Pressure is coming for the word. It ain't coming because you're called. It's not coming because you're cute. It's not coming because you're highly anointed. It's not coming because you didn't do something right. Pressure's not coming because you're cutie and all that stuff. Pressure's coming for the word. If you got the word, you got pressure. Look at your neighbor say, You got the word? You're gonna have pressure. The other neighbor say, You got the word? You got the word, you're going to get some pressure. If you got the word, you're going to get pressure. But I don't want no pressure. Then give up every promise. That's the only way. You're going to have pressure. And don't get it. So David's doing this. He said, oh, this is great. How many people would have got mad at God? I quit. I'm out. I'm quitting serve team. I've had it. Forget me on the nursery. I'm out of that thing. I don't want to be on this. I'm, uh, I don't want to go. I don't want to hand in my wings. I don't want to be a frequent flyer to heaven. I just want out. Okay? Why? Because when life gets pressed, you think you're doing something wrong. Don't get offended. If it's getting pressure filled, you're probably doing something right. See it? What do you mean you're doing something right? You're probably doing something more right than wrong. You understand that? It's important. Pressure's showing up. Well, good. You should get used to it. Start understanding it's coming. Why is it coming? Because Jesus said it's coming for the word. Amen? Here's another thing. Write this down, B. It's not easy when your life seems like it's overwhelming. It's not easy. Sometimes life seems to be overwhelming. That's what they can you imagine, David. This stinks. I want out. Guess what? You still gotta keep pushing when it seems like it's overwhelming. You can't get out. You ain't where are you gonna go? But it's gonna get overwhelming if you don't put the word in there. You gotta have the word. You gotta keep eating this word. It'll encourage you. Eat it. You gotta eat it. You gotta put it in your spirit. You understand that? Gotta put it ever say, put it in my spirit. God, put it in my spirit. Put it in your mouth. Put it in. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your heart. You see this? It's important. You got to encourage others. Nobody can encourage you but the Word of God, because people can't give you natural words to fix in your life. You got to have spiritual stuff. Amen. It's important. Look at this. Right here's another thing. We see this. We see this story. I love this one. How about listen, Elijah. Right? Now he got the word. Now look at this, Elijah 19 and 9. Did you get that? You got to encourage yourself. You got to keep the word. You got to understand it's going to correct me. I'm postured. Everybody say, I'm postured for correction. Right. Man, I'll tell you what, God will start speaking to you. God can't speak to you if you don't. He won't speak to you at that level because he knows you can't handle it. So you're like, what am I going to tell you? Something you ain't going to change. Boy, I'll tell you what. And if two-thirds of the word of God is corrective, that means two-thirds of the time you hear from him, he's adjusting you with the word of God. And if you become dispositional in your spirit where you cannot, you're out of position. I ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. You're in trouble. Yeah, you're messed up. Better Stop it. I don't know what to listen to. I know exactly what you need to listen to. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're going you're to deflect the word if you don't get the right heart posture. Because you'll, you'll, you'll only be, God only, be, here's the problem. God can only speak to you at the place where you're willing to listen, where you're not willing to listen he don't even talk to you, so at the posture there you can't that's the problem with the church we love the person of jesus we don't we can't stand the principles they love the person of Jesus they've masterly embraced the person of Jesus and left all the principles behind because the principles see the person of Jesus is easy to accept ask ask. Ask everyone that follow. The person of Jesus is simple. The principles are where we rubber meets the road. See, the principles are where we start fighting with the earth. Oh, you know, Jesus loves everybody, person. Principle. He don't love your lifestyle. (laughs) He ain't going to look, I ain't picking on nobody. Understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about you robbing from work. He ain't down with that. You doing this. This ain't just the, the the married thing. It's everything. What about the principle? Oh, okay, you cute little Christian, you. He he don't. He, there's a principle of offense. Are you offended? Can you forgive? He don't like you not following his principles. Everybody loves the person of Jesus. Oh, they'll push the person of him all day long. God is love. That's the person. He loves everybody. He never changes his love towards anyone. You can't argue with that. And that's where the church cops out. They go, oh, the person Jesus loves everybody. Jesus loves everybody. Jesus loves everybody. Okay, when are we going to start teaching the principles? Jesus loves everybody, you'll stay broke the rest of your life. You don't start learning the principles. I know a bunch of people love Jesus. The broke is broke, can't even do right. Principles. Jesus loves everybody. Sick and gonna die. Principles. Gotta learn the principles of healing. You see it? Go. I know people for 40 years, they ain't gonna forgive. Gotta learn the principles of forgiveness. But does Jesus stop loving you? No, we don't stop loving nobody. He loves lost people for crying out loud but he could only bless you if you follow his principles. See it? See it? You see the church? Tell me about the person in Jesus. Ooh, praise God. Praise God. He loved, everybody. He loved it. He loved everybody. He do. He the God of love. Ooh, he the God of love. Yeah, no. How about the principles? We don't want to touch my principles. Those things start getting touchy. Start touching those, you start getting people mad. Principles. Yeah, the only way to get them to work, though, is get the principles. Who got it love? You say in the earth, 40 years, broke, sick, jacked up, talking about the love of God. Well, <laughs> if that's love, it is love, but I, I want to feel love. Love feels better than broke, sick, m- gone, shot out, can't get into to work, ain't got a prayer answered the last 30 years. Come on, man. I've been singing, what's love got to do with it? Come on, somebody. No, I'm being serious. You don't want to hear me today. What's love got to do with that? I can't get none of this stuff to manifest? Let's go to, let's go to first. Kings. They want, they're trying to send me back to Peru. And he came, this is, this, is, this is Elijah, and he came to the cave and he lodged there and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, what, I mean, what are you doing here? That's what it says. What's thou doing here, Elijah? He said, now you got to understand something. He, he pulled down fire out of the sky up all the prophets of Baal, you know, then he's running from this witch Jezebel. She was evil, she's demonic. She trying to, to speak against him, and he, But he's scared. It don't make no sense. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna say something. I seen something this this morning. You could be ready for one battle of your life and totally unprepared for the next one, even though you just had a massive explosion of God. This cat, this cat is. A freak, bro. <laughs> Elijah's a freak. He's a freak, Jared. He show up and say, What you got? Where are your God at? <laughs> Here's Elijah. Where are your God at? Go get him. He did, he said, call on your God. He gave him all day. He said, call on your goofy God, you goofy people. That's how he did it. This is modern day vernacular. He called him and say, Go get your goofy guy. He said, Hey, say he was making fun of him. He said, It's taking a little bit too. What time is your God gonna show up? It's been taking all day. He's a buster. I like him, right? He's like, "Come on, go ahead." He said, "You need more fire? <laughs> what do you need? Help you out? I pray for you to help you get help." I don't. Know. He's he's a, being a jerk, you know, but he's a good guy, you know. It's a good. He's being jerky to them jerks because they deserve it. Man, oh man. He said, "Okay, time's up. My turn." He said, "Hey, go get gallons of water. Pour them all over the sacrifice." And the Bible says this, it said the fire licked up the water. <laughs> <laughs> he said, the fire come down and sucked the water up and burned everything, burned them, burned, got, he packing heat. Show up and like, wow, fire, I love it. I want to do it. I'd be like a superhero. Like, we go watch Marvel. Who are you, Elijah? <laughs> Can't want to be Iron Man? Everybody want to be all this stuff. I want to be the Hulk. I want to be Elijah. The good part of Elijah, not the baby that ran away from the witch, but I want to be the gun that I pulled out the fire from heaven. Whoosh. Yeah, man Woo. I' wanna be like a son of thunder. Lightning come out. <laughs> you imagine if God gave me lightning and fire? Oh my God, I'll be in so I'll be in timeout in heaven. I'll just be zapping people. Whoops, sorry God, made a mistake, torch them. Come on, man, you got to laugh, ain't that fun? When you get in trouble with that, ooh, you'd be in so much, uh, yeah, I would be in so much trouble, Jerry. I need, like, supervision, one on one side, one on the other. I said, come on, let's just do it right here, driving, Dennis, I seen that, yeah, I'd be like, oh, burn that car in front of me, right now. I had superpowers like that, my God in heaven. I'd go everywhere fast, right? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord. Then he's like a baby. He, well, you know what's funny about people? Once they get called out on where they're at, they start blaming everybody else for what they're not doing. All the while, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Ain't that person people, right? Oh, you know, Elijah, where are you? Well, you know, I've been very je- zealous for the Lord of Hosts and the children of Israel because they all forsook the covenant. Not me, but they did, right? He's like, he's a finger pointer. They thrown down the altars, and I am only, I'm the only one. Just me, God, just me. And then he's thinking my life to take, and he said, bro, wake up and shut up. He said, hey. Go stand before the mountain and watch this. The Lord passed by with a great strong wind, and he rent the stinking land. Look at this. The mountain and broken pieces, the rocks before the Lord. The Lord wasn't in the wind. Then he had an earthquake. Shook the place. Keep going. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after that, he's brought down fire. He said, that same fire you burned everybody up with. Remember me? Hello? Remember the fire, you called it down, now you run away. Hello, fire. I'm not in all that. I'm in a still small voice. I'm in the place of relationship even while you're in exploits. I'm in the still smallness of you connecting to my voice. Don't leave the voice of God. Don't ever leave the voice of God. It's your job to find it. Because he don't leave. Does that make sense? you to stay close to God in his voice. Here's the thing you gotta remember. It's very, very important. I, I really believe so. Okay, even with this guy, I give you, I give you this one little point. I kind of pulled it in because I kind of thought verse thirteen, kind of, kind of got it going. I don't want you to see this, and it was when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his purpose again, and he went out and said again. When you stop hearing God's voice, you start missing your purpose. He reawoke to the consciousness of what I'm supposed to be doing. Remember this: when God speaks to you, it always impassions. And, and, and really infuses what he's called you to do and what you're supposed to be in in the moment. So no matter what season of life you're in, you gotta hear from God because it keeps you connected to the moment of time you're living in because your moments of time change. Does that make sense? There's gonna be seasons when you need to absorb. There's gonna be seasons when you give. There's stuff going on in your life that that word always, speaks. there's gonna be battles you're in in one month that you're not in three months from now. You gotta stay fresh in the word of God because it's speaking It's Listen, it's speaking volumes to your destiny at the given moment of time you're in. And he was here trying to get him to connect back to his calling. He's like, get back in this thing, kid. But you know what he did? He said, I don't want it. And that's when he went and found Elijah. Found Elisha. I should have said it like this. Right after this, you know what he tells him? He says, I don't want to be here no more. He said, okay. He said, go find Elisha and give him what I put on you. Yeah, if you read it, yeah, read read up 14. Goes all the way like, go to 14. Yeah, and he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken their covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain their prophets with a sword. Watch 15, 15, 16, 17, 18. And the Lord said unto him, go and return the way of the wilderness of Damascus. When thou comes, watch this. Anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Watch 16. And Jehu, the son of whatever, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son, thou shalt anoint to be. Boom. Watch this. The prophet in the room. Saying you take, he's going to take your place. Why? Because I don't want to do this no more. Not because he was done. He quit. I don't care who tells you what. He quit. The pressure got him. I said, I don't want to do it no more. You know, I said something a long time ago. I said this a decade ago to myself. The day that God gives you what you want is the most dangerous day of your life. When you get so, th- listen to me, look at me. When you get so thick in God, the day he answers your prayers, you become dangerous unto yourself. Because you come to a season of life where God starts trusting you with his anointing to the point where you better be careful what you ask because you might just get it. And in certain seasons, you, this is why God slowly progresses you in relationship with him because your words start becoming so powerful that the things you say he'll give you even if it's not the best thing for your life. This, I don't believe, was God's plan. But it gave him what he wanted because he said I was done. Go give him what I put on you. And I'll tell you what, I think it's always progressional. Always. It increases. Don't don't be quick. Some seasons ain't easy. Just stay in there and hear the word of God. He's always faithful. Okay? You see it? Look at this. Last one is this. Here's one thing. Sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. <laughs> God will t- Number four, God will change your attitude. God will change your continence. God will change. The-, the word of God does a million things. it will encourage you and empower you. I don't know. These four just hit me. You know, like sometimes I just need a, you know, like, you know, a little change in, in, in things. I mean, it is. Look at Cain here. Cain postures himself in a position where God was willing to work with him in an act of love, but he gets stiff in his idea how he's going to serve God, and therefore what? He loses everything, even though he could have had everything, but what did he do? He didn't want to listen to the word of the Lord. All you got to do is change sometimes. Don't be so stiff and, you know, oh, it's, you know, my way or the highway, or get, get flexible, you know what I mean? Be adjustable to the word of God. Is that all right you know what I mean? I said, like, hey, first guy, it's safe. the word of God's bringing safety. The word of God's bringing protection. The word of God's bringing encouragement. The word of God's empowering your calling, your purpose. It might be, you might be a mom. You know what I mean? And you need empowerment. You might not be a prophet of God. Who cares? Whatever you do, you might be on the work and go, how do I run this business? What do I do? Guess what? He'll equip you through the word of God for your calling. You might be in a season of life, transition, whatever. Hey, how does he equip me for this? He'll do it. But how many of you know this? Look at Cain. He's going to work on your attitude. Amen? How many of you know sometimes we can get a new attitude? Sometimes we need a new attitude. Sometimes we need a new new continence about how we see stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad, but look at this in Genesis chapter 4. I I like this. And the Lord said unto Cain, why are you mad? What's the matter with you? Why is your continence falling? What's up? If look at the verse 7. And if thou does well, shall not be accepted? But if thou does not well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is to take thee and rule over you. The Lord said unto Cain, Why are you mad? Why is your countenance fall? Why, when Abel's offering to the Lord was accepted, Cain became angry that his offering was not accepted. In great love, the Lord came to Cain and tried to get him to see that he could be accepted with the proper sacrifice. See that? Just change, man. Bring God what he wants. That's the most dangerous thing, and that's the church we live in today. I'm gonna serve God the way I wanna serve God. No, you serve God the way he told you to serve him. But here's the thing I like about Cain. He said, why is your face, why is your, your countenance falling? Don't you know if you did the right thing, we could fix this. Don't be so stuck that when the Word of God comes, you won't change. Don't be so stuck when God starts making you don't adjust. Come put some pet peeves to bed sometimes and just take the Word of God and run with it. Is that okay? You see what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a little extra. I didn't give him in the morning service. Look at this. Let's look at Hebrews 1 1 and 2. Is that okay? I want to show you something here, and I'm going to just read something to you. Are you seeing that? We all sometimes need an adjustment, not just in our attitude, but our theology. Hmm? We do. We need just a little window of time. Watch this, ready? God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake at a time passing the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son. Whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. We are told that the Lord spoke to the, to the Jewish people of old, through the prophets. Rather than speak to all the people individually, the Lord spoke directly to the prophets so that they might write what the Lord had instructed them. And these days, the Lord speaks to us in the person of his son. And how does he do this? He does it by speaking through his word. He gave us his word. And he spoke to us individually. John 101, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Do you want to hear God's voice? Do you want to hear from the Lord? Do you want him to direct you? Do you want to hear his tender words? Do you want to hear his comfort? Do you want him to help you when you're suffering or grieving? Do you want to help him through life struggles and tests? Do you want him to help you through your trials and tribulations? Then read the word of God. He'll speak to you through his word loud and clear, and when you read his word with a willing heart and obey what he tells you to do, your life will change forever. You're good. That's, that's what it's about. This so what it all comes down to. I gotta go find the word. It's cool. I, you see what I'm saying? It's gotta go, I gotta go find a word. And no. And this is the big thing. I'm gonna leave you with this. Stop because you know where it is not thinking that God's speaking to you. Do you say, Well, I know that one first Peter. I said, no, I don't care. That's where you gotta go to find strength. Go eat it. How many, how many like, what's your Who likes steak? Like, who's like, steak is my favorite food? Raise your hand. Did you only eat one? You only ate one. Your whole life, you only ate one? How many in this room has only ate one steak their whole entire life? Don't nobody raise your hand and be difficult. You understand what I'm saying? How, how many, how many favorite foods? Pizza. Somebody got favorite. Who's favorite food? Pizza. Who got your favorite food? Pizza. How much pizza have you eaten? Only one slice? One slice, everybody knows the rules. One slice? Come on, one bite. Can you ever see that guy? He's funny, right? One bite. He curses too much for me, though. I don't watch him. All right? Come on. You understand what I'm saying? You only ate one? What do you, what's your favorite food? Come on. Steak. Steak. You only ate one? Huh. You say, he said, ha. Huh. No, what? You eat it again. Why do you eat it again? Because I like it. It's good. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Well, I read, I, I read, I read Mark 11, 23, one time. Signed a mountain be there. Thou... No, no, no. Go back and read it again. Eat it again. Eat it. Eat it. You'll see something in it. Eat it. Well, you know, sometimes we got to have, let me tell you what that Elijah thing was. Look, I'm going to tell you this. I really believe this. The Elijah thing was, stop looking for the spectacular. I'm in this still small word in that book. You don't need to go have an earthquake to let you know I'm on the scene. You don't need this big spectacular. Go find me in those pages. And when you read it, it'll be just like the spectacular took place. Go get one with that word. You see it? He's like Elijah. Come on, man. I'm not in a... the wind, the earth. He's saying, "Still small voice. It's in that book. You got it. See it. Put it in you. Put it on. Put it on in the house. Play the word. Just get one with it. Put it around you, man. You put it in you. You can't go backwards, Amen. You see it. But here's the greatest thing of all. I'm gonna leave you with this: the value you put on it. Man, when it becomes the final authority in your life, done. Now, listen, man, that's a little work in the house now. This is it, man. Me and my house, we serving the Lord. See what I'm saying? You got, I'm talking to you guys. That ain't easy, you know? going, We're going to serve God. I know you're going to get pushback on it, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about the pushback you get. Because this is how we're going to live, because this is what we're about. We're going to be about it. You guys are, but you see what I'm saying? Very It's very important. I I'm want to say this, and we're going to leave, and we're going to let you go. It's only as good as you say it is, even though it is the best. Remember that's, a, that's Mark 4:24. Take heed what you hear and the measure you hear it, the way you hear it, the way it's going to come back. So question is this: How much value does it have? As much value as you place? See, I'm gonna say something here. I'm getting into this. The value of the soil is more important than the power of the seed because the power of the seed contains within itself the master power. But the containment in the soil is gonna be the key because if the soil doesn't receive the seed, the power in the seed can't change the soil. Remember this. The seed always changes and transforms the soil. The soil does not transform the seed. But the soil has to be recipient Fully, willingly, 100% in agreement to receive the seed to transform the soil. The seed transforms the soil. You're the soil. You got to change this dirt. You got to get something to grow. And once you start growing new stuff, the old stuff can't stay. And I asked the Lord a long time ago, how do you get rid of the old stuff? You plant new stuff, and the old stuff gets weeded out. The new stuff, over a bumper crops it. You see it? It just overflows it, and then you can't find it no more. Okay? You see it? You force it out. It forces it out. You got it? You see it? Now, here's a question. I got one question. Stand up on your feet. How much do you value it? See, that's the precedent you got to set today. You got pre. You got one precedent set. How much am I going to really? I'm 60% in. You're going to get 60% return. I'm 70% in. You're going to get a 70% return. I'm 40% in. You're going to get a 40% return. Go all in. The minute you go all in, life changes. Because it's easy. And then your life, what's crazy? People think it's hard. Life isn't hard. Your life, the further in you are, the easier it is to navigate life because your life's on autopilot more than it is making decisions. Because decisions have already been made. Then vision kicks in. See what I'm saying? Well, what do we do here? Uh, we do, well, yeah, okay, that tells us what we can do. See what I'm saying? The Word of God produces navigational it doesn't let you go right or left. Keeps you right on track. Keeps makes makes. I don't have to make decisions. It made, it made the decisions for me. I'm telling you, it's an easier life. Seems like it's harder in the beginning, but it ain't. It's cake, because all you got to do is surrender to it. Slip your hands to heaven, close your eyes. Father, we just thank you right now. We're going to allow the word of God to be first place in our life, final authority in our life. We're going to walk in this thing supernaturally. We're going to believe what you say you can do, you can do. We believe it, Lord. We're expecting it. And we're expecting supernatural ability to not just rise up on the inside of us, but to overtake us and over, overshadow the challenges of life. We believe supernaturally the power of God is going to work and transform us each and every day. Father, I thank you that as we put the validity in the Word of God, we can go 100% in. Now say this with me out loud and be serious about it if you could. Say, Jesus, I pray and I believe that your Word could transform my life. Help me surrender to the Word. Let me be a 100% Word person and let the Word shape, transform when I think, say, and do. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit leading me, guiding me, helping me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, clap. You did good, amen.